building my name Okay, it's time to pass that crown If I called you my friend and I mean it I ain't gonna say that word too much Never was a fight What the fuck is good, everyone? This is Gio with another episode of the podcast Today, I'm with the co-host, Kenny What's good, my guy? What's up, man? How you doing, as always? And then I got Alexis in the cut I'm better now Yesterday, I wasn't doing so well, but And during the card, yeah, you were a little sicky-sicky <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's what happens when you start drinking and uh, you don't have anything in your stomach. And it's 100 degrees outside in the day and shit. Oh, and you're you already dehydrated before you start show drinking. show, bro. So, All right. So today just... we got a cool show, though, right? Oh, uh, sorry to I, cut you off. Sorry I, oh, to cut no, you no, off. no, no. Yeah, nothing important coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's get it rolling, man. All right. So today we're going to go over a couple things. There was the UFC fight night that happened last night. We're going to go over that really quickly. We're also going to preview the card for next week. But first, and we're also going to give you a little preview for Tyron and Jake Paul. But first, this is smoking from the sidelines. Of so course. Spark up your joint, your your blunt. Crack whatever, open that cella if you got one. Whatever you got. Cheers to you, my bro. Boom. Alexis, thank you for being here holding down the ones and twos. Well, yep. I would say ones and twos, but I mean, I guess technically that's a the little ones. more. Holding but the one. Holding the ones. So let's go on to uh, the main event from last night, bro. Giga Chikadze versus Edson Barboza. A fucking absolute banger. On paper, I already knew this was going to be a striking just like a a master class and it ended up being a really really good fight what do you think about the the main event and just the card overall um the main event was it lived up to to the hype for sure i mean they came out there was no filling out process it was just late kick after late kick after yep. just they were just kicking the shit out of each other you know and checking checking kicks hard dude i mean fuck like every time they were checking kick i'd be like oh you know just they were they were they did not give a shit uh, but I mean that's Edson's style, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean Giga being the was it the glory kickboxer? You know, you already know he was going to come in with that, with that style, with that karate stance, you know, and uh, throwing a lot of kicks and whatnot. But um, good fight. First round, uh, I, I would give I gave it to Giga. Second round, Edson looked like he had he he came out with a little bit more life in him. Yeah, he landed a good kick to that that really hurt Giga, and he also landed those body shots that were starting to he was start, he was starting to find his rhythm. Yeah, but I definitely. think uh, Giga he I think his his fight IQ is just so high, and then his corner is just perfect for him. You know, uh, Rafael Cordero just was in his corner, giving him everything that he needed to to be given you yeah, know in yeah, that fight definitely. and uh in between rounds i think it, it showed that you know his coaching that he's coachable and his coaches are are dedicated to him you know and um yeah they just told him you know what your 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 jab is there all day and just just follow it up you know just double jab and follow up afterwards yeah and uh third round i mean shit he just came out like a bat out of hell and just he hurt he had edson rocked you had him on skates and was like oh shit I thought it was. Uh, it looked like one of those. Uh, it looked like remnants, kind of uh, the Gaethje fight. You know, I was yeah. like, "Oh shit! I hope he doesn't get slapped." I was even know? thinking, I was like, "Oh shit! This is reminding me of the Tony fight where he started. He almost got Darce twice in a row, and then the Anaconda, like the transition from a Darce to Anaconda, like that, just overall Giga that was pretty clean. crazy to see too. Yo, and Giga being a, the striker. Yep, wrap him up in a in a Anaconda or a Darce, and then transition to Anaconda. Like, well, he's a purple belt actually. What surprised me too is that Edson's actually a brown belt, so he's just like a level above. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh dang! Like Giga is actually showing that ability to 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 be a threat on the ground, which is which is a huge statement for a guy that's a glory kickboxer, someone that's just been heavily striking his whole career to now transition into the later parts and like. You could tell his style is adapting much more to actually MMA as well, because like even his stance, like the way he holds shit down, like he before I felt like he would be a little bit too committed to his shots, and sometimes that would be his downfall because he would get taken down because of it. 
But now he's doing so, so much better. Honestly, I, I, I'll be honest. I chose Barboza. And I thought Barboza was going to win. I thought he had a good option. I was like, oh, he's going to look clean. He's going to be the stronger guy, the bigger guy between the two. But it, the size didn't really matter for Giga, I felt like. He did so well as far as, like, the movement went. And then his ability to, like, stick and move. And the shots that he was landing were just so... They were devastating at some point. You know what I mean? They were just and so clean. It's it's kind of deceiving. You know, you look at Giga's body type and you're kind of like, ah, oh, this guy don't really have that. That It doesn't really look like he has that punching power yeah. to, to kind of, you know, daze somebody. But, um, and then he was kind of fighting nobodies on the way up, you know, and the one that really impressed me was his last fight against Cub. Yes. You know, um, where he hurt him with that, that body shot, you know, so that was kind of like, oh shit, you know, like. This guy's maybe this guy's a real player at, yeah, at 145. Especially considering who Cub is. Like Cub is someone that he's tough always gives everybody a hard challenge. Yeah, Cub is tough as shit. You know, he's a he's a fucking he's a dog. So um I just thought I mean, I don't know, it's my bias maybe, but I thought Edson too would just would, would would get a get away with the win here. But yeah. um Giga just looked better. Young he's not I wouldn't say he's the much younger fighter. Maybe by a few years. He's like two years younger, two, three years. But you can tell just the, just his IQ, really. I mean, he was just, his timing, his speed. He was just, uh, he was just above Edson to, uh, yeah. last night. And uh, completely agree with that. That's the way the fight game goes sometimes, you know? Sometimes the younger guy that's coming up, especially on a streak, I believe this is like his sixth or seventh win in the UFC already, undefeated the whole time. I mean, I give him a lot of credit for that. And just on top, what do you think about his call out? Did you make. He, oh, I he, thought it was. He I called out was, Max, and then also to be the substitute. I thought it was great that he called out uh, somebody like Max, you know, yeah. especially because he was like, "Oh, well, Max knows my name now, so yeah, you know, that's that's cool that uh, he's getting some recognition from the top, the guys at the top of the yeah. top of the heap." Um, so with that being said, I mean, shit, that's that's one hell of a fight. I would love to see that Max Max Holloway. Just the styles right there is just just two different fighting styles and i mm -hmm. think giga is just more technical more more crisp and dude I, I don't think anyone at that weight class can handle kicks the way he's he's fucking throwing those legs man and uh i don't know i seen the tweet last night he's there's no wrestlers at 145 and he's he's posing a real problem for those for those guys at 145 and i want to say that there's elite top wrestlers at, at uh at 145 but there is some guys that will you know um chase the takedowns you know you got tk you got the champ too you got yeah you know definitely he'll he'll go he'll shoot for for a takedown you know if he's in uh i want to say in danger but he it's not his it's not his go-to you know no, like i feel like volkanovsky does it for the sake of getting the takedown and getting those points you know what i mean just to have a dominant position especially when he's having well we of course seen it in two matchups back to back with the max ones especially because max is such a threat on the feet that he was able to close down the distance and get him down with those rugby tackles you know what i'm saying but going forward dude i'm super psyched to see what giga does right here he, like you said last night he's like the adesanya of the 145ers which is very very true he has the skill and the ability to move around and the takedown defense is getting so so much better which is like that's what you want to see in a guy that's coming from a different kind of combat sport to come into the mma and then start killing it and be a top contender dude i think he's gonna do really really good going forward no yeah i'm, I'm excited I'd, I'd give him i mean obviously max is not gonna take number eight i mean i don't know how far he's gonna shoot up the ranks but he was sitting at before, yeah. number 10 probably jump up to like number eight or seven or so but even then you know I, i'd still give him a top five guy give him somewhere like 
Yair, um, or maybe even Zabit. I would love that, the Yair you know, fight, honestly. But, well, both uh, those guys are, yeah. are, are high-level strikers, yeah. you know, so that'd be something for hey, sure, you know. Even like, if not, give him TKZ. Honestly, give him the Korean Zombie. That's like someone that's still up in the rankings pretty high up that was just a top contender. Could have possibly got a title shot if he won his last fight, so why not give him Brian Ortega, or no, not Brian Ortega, TKZ, and then, like, give him... A little leapfrog from there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think Zombie for sure will chase the takedowns, man. You know, I mean, he just got his what black? He just got his black belt. Or he just got some stripes. I think uh, he got his on, black belt in his, his last, last fight. fight no? So, and you seen uh, his last fight was all about control time and against Iga too. Yep. So, uh, you know, it, there, there's all bro 145 and down is just super exciting, you know. So, yeah. um, I mean, what. Well, Speaking of uh, 145 and down, we got 135. Yep. We got our guy. Do you want to go to that one first? Yeah, the co-main was the the battle one. Oh, but, I mean, I just love the way I transitioned. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Fuck. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go talk about Brian Battle. All right, so Brian Battle. Let's just go real quick. We'll go real quick on it. Because even though the <sighs> 203 <laughs> fighters fight were good, I I like the, the Ricky Torcio so much more. It was just so much more happy. Oh, I, I think it's because we're invested in him too. Yeah. Um. I mean, Brian Battle, I mean, I... I you know, I wasn't really rooting for him on the show. Just not, not that I say I was rooting against him, but uh, I thought there was other guys that I mean I seen more fit to you know to win. Yeah. But he he fought his way all the way up to to the final and he was the, the last pick and the final. Yeah, you know, he's standing right there like a you know at the end of the dodgeball. You know, when you're getting picked for your dodgeball team or basketball team, you're the last one there. Right. But fucking yeah, he's the MVP now. Shit, I mean, some respect on Pooh Bear. For Pooh Bear, some respect on Pooh. Like, like Michael Bisping saying that probably probably not the best name. But, uh, <laughs> I love shit. that he went with it though. That he's like, fuck it, let me just keep on taking it. And honestly, I had a feeling that Brian Battle was gonna win. Of course, Gilbert Urbina just lost his last fight in the Ultimate Fighter, the semifinal to Treshawn Gore. But Treshawn Gore, fortunately, had to pull out because of an ACL injury or MCL injury. And so Gilbert Urbina being the guy that stepped in, and he was killing it first round. He was killing it. Got the back, was oh, really dominant, looked, landed big strikes. Looked good. I mean, he had him hurt and just and pressed him, mm -hmm. you know. And I think maybe if he didn't blow his load trying to finish uh, Brian Battle, I think he could have got him out of there, you know, if he would have just took his time and a little bit more patient, you know. Because uh, Brian was kind of looking up, like kind of looking lost for a little yeah. bit, and I think once he kind of got his wits about him, he was kind of like, you know what, this I I can I can work my game because yeah. this is, you know, um, I don't know. I, mean, I think he's improved a lot, so definitely. much, so and that's, much. That's one thing that uh, Volkanovski said a lot about him too is that, like, this is the most improved guy on the show, you know. And I was he he said. From the beginning, you know, no, I don't know about from the beginning, but he said, like, you know what, I think this guy has what it takes to, yeah. to win the show, and he Dude. believed in it. And sure, shit, I mean, he he put Gilbert away with that rear naked choke, and like like how you were saying um, earlier, uh, I guess uh, Craig Jones, you know, showed him a way to yeah. to finish the uh, that rear naked choke even without. Um, you know, being under the chin, you know, yeah, and it was more of like a crank. It looked like, or like, yeah, it, it looked wasn't like under an, the chin either. It it looked like he was a bit under the chin, not fully. I think he probably was like halfway under this side and then was cranking like the jaw of the other side, you know, and I think like he said, just slowly, you know, getting that, that grip and then just slowly tightening, 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 you know, it, it'll get the, get the tap and sure enough, yeah. I thought he was going to go to sleep, honestly. Dude, me too. Honestly, what really surprised me was th like 
for one, Brian Battle, just to speak about him, there's so many different aspects about him as a fighter that really impressed me throughout the season. From going to be last choice, I seen some YouTube fights of him and I was not very impressed, dude. I looked at the fights and I was like, oh, he's having a hard time right now, like just staying on the feet. And a lot of his movements and striking looks super sloppy. But now to go into the Ultimate Fighter and it seemed like every fight he was slowly starting to improve, improve, improve. And in this fight, one of the things that surprised me the most was his durability. And his ability to stay, like, even when being faced with a hard situation and adversity, he was able to get out of it and be, like, like he didn't look too phased after the shots. He even said it himself. He was like, I honestly was cool after those shots. He's like, the only thing that really fucked me up was that I knew I was losing the round. And on top of that, this fool lost his mouth guard for, like, the whole beginning of the fight. Like, pretty much half the fight, I guess it went out. It flew outside round. the ring. Almost. And someone threw it back into the ring. And he's, like, saying, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was going around the cage. And he's like, I ended up. He's like, I, I think I stepped on my mouth guard. And he's like, oh, and one of the reporters asked him, did you feel grossed out to put it back in your mouth? And he was like, no, nah, I had no hesitation in it. Just put it right back in my mouth. I was like, oh, shit. But, dude, to, to give him a big compliment is just that I think he's going to be really good into 185, and I think he has a lot of potential going forward uh, because of the fact that he has grappling, and on top of that, his striking is not the, not the worst. It's really, really good, too. But what do you think about it? Like, do you think he has a good chance in being a top contender a couple uh, years going forward? I don't know about that. It's so hard, huh? You got like, 185 Izzy right there? I, I mean, anyone can improve, and somebody as, as green as him for sure can, can get better. Um, he'll probably benefit, honestly, from maybe putting a little bit of weight, uh, a little bit of weight on, maybe his muscle, or uh, working on his um, nutrition and, and possibly dropping down because uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big guy, but he still has a lot of loose, like, meat on him you know stuff that can probably be tightened up you know with some muscle or even slim uh slim down you know uh i know this is coming from somebody who don't cut weight but you know cutting another 15 pounds to get to, to 170 with the shape that he looked in last night you know um and the size think, that he has too i think it'll crazy. do him well you know as especially you know in this day and age that you know they got you got people like aldo who have nutritionists that do the do the thing right and they get them they get him steadily ready mm -hmm. up until the fight, and then up to the, you know when it's almost a uh, you know fight time. They they don't even have to cut that much weight. You know, it's just not it's just mainly water that they have to cut. You know, and uh, all right, bro. With that being said, yes, Brian Battle, uh, he has potential. Um, he looked good last night, and uh, it's it's exciting to see somebody, you know, with uh, with his story. You know, the people's main event. The people's main event now. Fight of the night. You know, uh, goes to uh, Ricky Tercios and Brady. He stand, he stand. I'll let you kick it off, my guy. You go uh, ahead. I mean, Ricky Tercios. I mean, I was rooting from him from the start. Oh, Ricky, from tough. You know, I mean, something about him. You know, when in the early interviews, you know, before the show started, I was kind of like, man, this guy has character. Like, there's something about him that hey, man. that stands out. Like. <laughs> We go chop it up, man. Your first you know, you first interview he does. Like, you know what I'm saying? We go chop it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, uh, you, you feel me? You feel me, Akimoto? Just just a free <laughs> spirit, dude. Um, yeah. Just doesn't care about what anyone thinks about him or nothing. Like he's just he has his own strong mentality. It may it may be a little out there, maybe different from Super what he reminds there. me a lot of uh, Tony unique. Ferguson. And it was cool to see him shout him out uh, in the tweet, I think, after the fight. I mean, maybe just because how yeah, unorthodox they are. But like, I, in the ring-wise. Maybe, maybe Tony wasn't so, like, um, spiritual, you know? Um, Can we put the message he said after? Oh, it was quick? powerful, yeah. I want, I want to hear what this guy had to say for sure again. I want to go back to the 
go ahead and give a message to the children. Have her here too. Believe in yourself. Oh. Don't fear failure. Dream big. Work hard. I love how he pauses after he gets a question. He's like, Enjoy the journey. Is he younger into his Thank career? Is he like on the. Hey, He's like 28. He's been on the contender series before. He lost four years ago or three years ago to Boston Salomon. I don't know if you remember him. He lost to him, but his so much different style. Because before in that fight. If I deliver a message to the people watching, the millions watching all over the world, my message is for peace on earth in the times where there could be the division, in the times where there could be turmoil. We must remember that we are all connected. We are yes, all sir. one. We come from the same source, from the stars and the sun and the moon above. <laughs> That's One right, brother. Love this guy. Preach Same. that shit. Nah, yeah, yeah for dude. sure. I mean, you can just tell by the way he speaks, you know. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Damn. Shit was. What's going on? I was all like, kid in the club. You know, he's all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for to see what, what Ricky has next for him. Yeah. Um, Brady, you know, uh, to speak on him, he, he didn't look bad at all. I mean, he looked like he looked like he belonged there. Maybe he does need some um, sharpening up uh, with his hands and the striking, but. For, he's 22 for his size dude i mean yeah and his 22 age years old, he's like. he looks strong bro was when he had like half mount or not half mount um half guard yeah and you know side control i was looking at you know just his stature and his the way the the size of his back dude and i was like damn this guy is big for 135 like he's he looks strong you know mm -hmm. so for ricky to go in there and just do what he did i mean he was the whole time just non-stop fighting off his back elbows fucking hammer fist yeah. anything he could do to just stay active and just show that he was the more um hungrier fighter i guess you yeah, could say dude. you know i mean yeah you know uh, brady had all this control time but he wasn't doing anything with it you know even when he was transitioning he wasn't tra transitioning to get any uh submissions uh i mean ricky was just fucking killing it looking like a a straight savage off his back bro yeah. i mean nothing that was really like dangerous but it had him like thinking like okay I, I gotta get out of this oh oh shit he's he's trying to get me in a triangle oh what nice fucking smacking me in my head you know so uh ricky's just relentless bro i mean he has that pace that just yeah doesn't doesn't slow down and um there's just a gang of matchups at 135 that'll be fun for him i think yeah, he's gonna be a good for sure he is not a finished product no. uh nowhere even near i mean his his striking is not clean to say the the least but it's effective he gets the job done i mean he's out there fucking working so yeah you know so if somebody like him with a gas tank and just keeps on pushing 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 against somebody lesser will will, will crack and break you know and that that's all or even if someone high level too like ricky is like you said he's not the finished product and i still think he has a lot of room to improve and get better and so the same thing to say with brady brady still deserves a contract in the ufc because their fight was a war like to any other guy in the ufc maybe even any other guy that was in the contender or sorry the, in the ultimate fighter if he would have fought brady i think they all would have lost just because his ability to like keep that control a lot of them would have just gassed out and not been able to fight on the floor like how Ricky did. Ricky did so well with that, bro. And Bra Brady did a, a a good job of of uh, of just standing toe to toe with him, mm -hmm. you know, kind of keeping trying to keep up with the same pace, you know. And uh, I mean, he's young as shit, dude. Twenty two years old. I mean, he he is way more than enough time to 
to get better and uh, and he's training with killers i mean you have fucking juliana pena and he's not even have, done like, growing so who knows he might go up to 145 and even look better you know he's yeah 22 years old for how many times i'm gonna say but he's 22 years old yeah dude that no that's, <laughs> that's like extremely that's young like if you, if you guys know mma and shit like that like you don't see these kids come up like that and like they both have really inspiring stories and i feel like this was a great season and i i feel like especially their division shined a lot and maybe because Ricky's such a character, I feel like he's going to kill it going forward into, like, MMA and stuff. And a lot of people are really going to like him and shit. And, like, I, I mean, I do. I'm a big fan. Even in the first interview, I was a big fan. You know what really sucked, though, that I really hated? Was, I don't know if you remember, but right when the Ultimate Fighter was going to start debuting, they had those two interviews that Brett Akamoto posted with ESPN MMA. And it was one with Ricky Tursios, and the other one was with Treshawn Gore. It was just, like, a private interview. You know how they do the ones in the room with Brett Akamoto? It was just like that, bro. And I was like, ah, they ruined it. I was like, I think these guys are going to go to the final. And they fucking did go to the final. I was like, God damn. So, I think Gore is going to get another shot. They'll give him a shot. You know, it was just an Definitely. unfortunate event that, you know, injuries happen. You know, and and it's like it, no matter no matter who you talk to, you know, most of the most of the injuries that happen are are, are happening in, in camp. Yeah, you know, dude. And, and training and stuff. So, how long was their training camp from the semifinal to the actual fight? Uh, I think it was six weeks. Oh, like, yeah. I want to say about like six or six weeks. Six like weeks, yeah. Because the show, I want to say, was done in July. It was done filming in July. And because um, Ortega, I think, was back at at home and all that stuff like early this month. You know, so, it, yeah. so he's already been training, getting back to, uh, getting back to it, getting you know, I'm sure cutting weight, getting ready for, um, for his his title fight coming up because he was looking a little, a little on the bigger side. Yeah, during, he looks during uh, the show. There, that fight coming up soon. Hopefully, we end up going and actually being able to watch it live. That'd be fucking sick. That's our plan. That's we're, the plan. We're going to, uh, or we're trying to go to Vegas to go watch UFC 266. If we do, um, do I'll film a bunch of content too, and then make sure to post some shit on here. Have like a little smoke from the sideline section on that. But all right, bro, hopefully we're not too drunk if we yeah. do go. I know, do you do? I want to really focus on. That's what I'm gonna try to focus on, not like not getting too drunk. During Just the, like kind of because we're gonna be there the whole card. I already know we we're will, gonna be there know? like nine, ten hours, bro. So for sure, so we gotta we'll pace like, ourselves. Uh, we gotta pace ourselves for sure. So but yeah, moving on. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, Kevin Lee. I mean, our boy. I'll kick it off. Can I kick at, this one off? Straight out of L.A. Oh man, let's do it. All right, bro. So. Kevin Lee is a 155er. If you guys don't know about his career, pretty much what happened was he was the one that fought Charles Oliveira right before COVID happened. Pretty much right when COVID happened, they had an event scheduled in Brazil. They were going to have fans and everything, but they had to cancel all the fans. That's when everything was getting canceled. And then they had a, a pretty much a fight with nobody in the crowd. It was the first one that UFC has ever really had, to be honest. And then from there, Kevin Lee loses. He has a year off, essentially. I mean, I think he tears his ACL right after that. And then coming off the recovery of that ACL tear, he tears his other knee, uh, something in his other knee. And so he has two knees that are all fucked up, and then he finally gets to come back against Sean Brady. And then that cancels because Sean Brady pulls out with an injury. So Daniel Rodriguez steps in on two weeks' notice, something like that. And Daniel Rodriguez being a guy that's coming from L.A., someone that's been in the UFC for a short amount of time, maybe, I think they said 12 or 18 months, and he's fought seven times. 
That's fucking ridiculous. You don't really see people be so active like that other than Kevin Holland and then Adesanya that one time that Adesanya <laughs> was his first year in MMA. He killed it that year too, going a lot of fights back to back. But to get to the fight, I thought Daniel Rodriguez did so fucking good. I was expecting him to win just because I thought that he had good takedown defense and his striking was going to be so much better, bro. I'll kick it off to you. What did you think about his performance? Uh, Well, D-Rod, I mean, he lost that first round easily. Um, so I was kind of worried for him, you know, going forward. I was like, oh shit, if he can't stop these takedowns, that's, it's going to be Kevin Lee all day, you know? And, um, second round came out, had him hurt. I think he had him, uh, wobbled, Wobbled, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He he fucking had Bambi legs. Had him chicken dancing and shit, you know? Kind of like when, uh, when Edson, you know, uh, hit him with that wheel kick and he had him, you know, fucking chicken dancing, but then he shot for a, you know, a desperate takedown. And honestly, too, even this one, he got hurt, and then he shot ended up t- shot for the takedown, and he actually ended up landing the takedown too. So I give him a lot of credit. Did you were you impressed by his ability to beat a top ranked guy like this, or like like what was your real big takeaways from the fight? I mean, it's kind of hard, you know. I mean, when you're going up a weight class, when you're really a 55er, but you have trouble making 55, you're a smaller 170, but you you know he didn't. It doesn't look like he doesn't belong at 170, but I feel like he's better at 155. You what know? sucks is that he's one of those tweeners. Like, like he's one of those guys that's like in between two weight classes that he would kill it. If it was like a 65 or a 60 division, something like right in between, you know what I mean? He would be killing it because he's like that perfect size. But for the 170s, he's just like you said, too small. He's not really cutting down to get to 170 heavily. Well, I mean... From 125 all the way up, it's a 10-pound increase, right? And once you get to after 155, it's, okay, boom, 15 pounds. Boom, another 15 pounds. Boom, another 15 pounds. Or yeah. 20 pounds. You know? So it's kind of like you got those guys that are, yeah, they're kind of in that in-between. So it kind of gives them a like a rock and a hard Like they're in a rock and a hard, in between a rock and a hard place. Like, fuck, do I go to my natural weight class or do I cut weight? And fucking kill myself to make the lower weight class. Yeah, dude, because at the same time, you're like, oh, you want quality of life, too. You don't want to just be your whole camp fucking have to struggle with weight and have to be like, fuck, man, I have to I have to diet down so heavy. um, And and see, now D-Rod looks like a guy that could probably make 155. You think so? Probably be a big 155er. For sure, because if you look at his legs, bro. Dude has no legs. He has chicken but he legs. He has a know? big frame. That's <laughs> the only thing big, I'm like. You he know? has a big up top. So that's yeah. a, so that's the thing. Um, he would have to cut a lot of water. But you know, if he doesn't. He's not the most shredded guy. Um, but you know, at 170 is probably where he feels healthy. You know, so and that's what it. That's what it comes comes down to. Whatever he, you feel uh, the most healthy is fighting at. Yeah, that's the best thing for your career. So, what do you think of him as a fighter? Like, what do you think of D-Rod's him as, like, coming in, bro? Because, I mean... super technical. We're all impressed, too, when he fights. Like, we all want to see his fights. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, he's 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 an exciting guy. He brings the, he brings the fight all the time. Um, it's someone that you want to see, like you said. Yeah. You know, it's he's just exciting, entertaining fighter. And, um, you know, being he's from California, LA, LA you know, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's almost like you... You got one. We got one. Yeah, yeah. We got one going for us. One of the one, coolest you know. things I think about him is that, like, the fact that he's from L.A., he said himself, he's like, my, both of my parents have gang ties. Like, they both have been, they're both actively in gang, or he was like, they were actively in gangs growing up, so I would always have to deal with this. He's like, like, I even hear a lot of the guys, 
end up hearing about him in, in the streets too like people in the streets of la all know him but he's very familiar because like he would always be getting down on the streets and for him to transition from that to being an mma fighter and then being such a successful one in his early career so far and being very impressive in the ufc i feel like he just become one of those names that you're like oh like a kevin holland in my eyes like oh shit this guy whenever he fights you want to watch him fight and what's cool is that now i feel like he's going to start breaking the breaking the outer bounds because you know how when you get in the ufc you fight those outer guys right like the newer guys and shit like that and now with the name like kevin lee on his record this is going to get him into the top ranks to fight like more talented guys of course he struggled in the past i think he has lost to did he lose to, to like, Dolby? To Dolby and Dolby it was fought a really good. It was that a fight, it was, decision. Yeah, that was that was a, a controversial one too. Yeah, but nonetheless, he's a, he's a player at one one seventy uh, for sure. I, I I expect to see him by Tuesday oh, in, in the rankings uh, at least at least fifteen. Hopefully, yeah. if he doesn't crack, um, that'd be some shit. If not, then you know what? Give him give him some give him a top fifteen guy, and see what's up. You know, I think he can hold his yeah. own for sure. You know, I know the 170s rankings are probably the worst of the weight classes. So um, I'm hoping he does crack that top 15. You know, it'd be cool Bro. to see see him come up, you know, because I remember him from Contender, another Contender yeah. guy, you know, so. Doing that, really good oh, too. speaking of Contender, it's coming back it up. It is uh, next week, huh? Yep, on Tuesday. So oh, shit. Yeah, I you guys keep see that. A, you know, for MMA fans out there, keep an eye out for uh, Dana White's Contender Series. It's always really good. You always see these it's guys on, come in. It's too. on ES, uh, ESPN Plus on Tuesdays. It's, you know, nice little um, nice little show. To, you know, nothing but fights, you know, so there's no, like, it's not like the Ultimate Fighter where they're living in a house together. None of that stuff, you know. It's nothing but fights, you know. So um, you just get, get that it. one over oh, there, shit, bro. Huh? You got the two sticks on you. So... It, it's a really cool show. I suggest you guys take it, check it out uh, if you haven't. You know, um, it's just a good look at the the guys in from regional. Yes. You know, regional scenes coming up and getting a shot at the big show, which is which is cool. But, I mean, uh, there's a bunch of names that have been on there. I mean, you got like like you just said, Ricky Torcios was on there at some point in his career. Fucking Kevin Holland was on there too, I believe. Uh, Phil Hawes, like all these Dan guys Ige coming up. Dan Ige, but like, dude, what's very impressive to me is just like that they're able to keep up this long line of fights like they have the ultimate fighter and now they're going into a whole season of fucking the contender series so you know that they have to constantly stream out and look for new fighters and i'm like damn how many fighters are they gonna have on their roster but they constantly drop people that are doing really bad not bad but they just having like a little bit of a slide or just depending on how they bring their numbers it's a, it's a moving business you know yeah. it, um, it, it i was gonna Go ahead, bro. Uh, do they get the fighters from the Looking for a Fight series that they also have to go on the a, Contender a couple. series? Most of, so, see, that show's real, actually. I was going to say that show's not scripted, but it's real. When it's when it's aired on YouTube, it's everything on there is planned already. So they go out there, they spend like a week or so looking for something. Yeah. So once they find something, obviously, then they, re they record everything, and then they're like, oh, this is what we're going to air because this is what we're... You know, so but it is really like they're going out there, just going watching regional fights, mm -hmm. and but they, when they air it, I feel like they already have like, oh, this is what we're gonna highlight because this is what we're gonna go watch. This is what we're, we're yeah yeah. I don't know. Do I those guess. guys then go into the contender series though? So no. So one really really cool example that was actually on this card exactly the last looking for a fight that was on um, the page. 
pretty much they ended up going to Houston to go watch some fights, right? They seen, and then like Derek Lewis ended up showing up with them. And so they watched the championship fight. I forgot what promotion it was, but Mana Martinez was on there. Mana Martinez actually opened up this card. He ended up winning, um, I don't know if it was a split decision, but he won a decision. And it was a good fight. He fought really good. He had Adrian Yanez in his corner. Saul Solis, their coach, recently died last week. R.I.P. Saul Solis. I guess he was like a legend in the game. Like Even Michael Bisping had been coached by him as well. And um, they passed his shit. Pretty much, Mano Martinez ended up coming back. And like his story, he ended up being a guy that was on the Contender Series, lost. Went on to fight in the, like, outside promotions. He picked up, like, a three-fight win streak. And so Dana White was like, all right, let me go watch him. And so he's seen him fighting, and he's like, all right, cool. Let me get you back onto the UFC. And he had a really good performance, dude. I Honestly, I, like, he's someone going forward that could be very interesting in the weight class for them. It's The only thing is he had a little bit of sloppy moments where he was getting rocked. He fought... Guido Canetti. I don't know if you know who he is, but it was a pretty good fight. But you want to move on back to the card? Oh, yeah, of course. So, Petrosky and Michael Gilmore, two guys that are also coming off the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. What oh, you yeah. Think, bro? Yeah, I was like, transition, Kenny. Um, I was looking at you. <laughs> Andre, um, you know, he he had some problems on the show yeah. about his cardio not, not uh, being so strong. And it showed um, against Brian Battle and. He, you know, he got, got submitted, which mm-hmm. was, was surprising during the show. We're Super like, surprising. Oh, shit. I didn't expect that shit. So, you know, both these guys were eliminated. You know, Michael Gilmore was eliminated by Gore. Yeah, Gore. No, uh, Urbina. He oh, got okay. submitted by Urbina. Uh, that was right after that one guy left with the MCL tear. Oh, right. That's right. And he ended up being a replacement super last, like two days before. Or something. Yeah, they called him off the, the show, I remember. No, um, You know what's crazy? I don't know if you remember the show thing. Where he said he was like... He actually had tried out for the Ultimate Fighter. They didn't end up accepting him onto the thing, but he ended up going out to Vegas and spending some time out there. And he was like, fuck it. I'm going to stay here just in case if they need a replacement. And he ended up being the replacement that they needed. So I was like, and that's then crazy. And he like, quit his job and shit Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. That was crazy, dude. Yeah, that was... For him to have the boss to do that, that's insane. Yeah, and then to get choked out, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. uh, twice in a row. Too, but um, yeah, so both these guys lost on the show, you know, but um, still got a shot. You know, fighting on the big show on a main card, and uh, Petrovsky uh, made the most of it. Got a finish in the third round, but it wasn't it wasn't an easy an easy win to say the least. You know, because uh, Michael Gilmore was tagging him. You know, and he was packing yeah. him with those leg leg kicks too. You know, so uh, I don't know. It, it looked like a totally different Michael Gilmore. Um, he looked better. I mean, ultimately, I mean, he just couldn't stop the takedowns. Petrovsky just has those, oh, has that oh. strength, you know, was lifting them up in the air and slamming them. So, dude, I give him credit uh, though, because first round I thought Petrovsky won big, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Second round I thought Michael Gilmore I thought won. Gilmore, yep. And so then Petrovsky in the beginning oh, of the, the third, third yeah, he got was the takedown. But yeah, he was kind of getting fucked up yeah. too a little bit. Yeah, yeah he, he got getting... rocked, but I felt like when he got the takedown, it was still like four minutes left, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a lot of time for you to fucking be on the ground." And then for him to get the finish in the third, I was like, damn, I give you credit for being able. What and he did, too, was good. He grabbed the wrist. Yeah, and he kind of wrapped it around his, his neck and just yep. had it trapped and was just raining down blows that he couldn't stop. So yeah. it was a good stoppage. Jason Her- Herzog was on his shit last night. Definitely. Props to that guy. All right. So do you want to go on to the Gerald Mirashar versus Murudov fight? Uh, yeah, this was this was a good fight for sure. Can uh, I be honest? 
on paper, I thought I was like, this is gonna be a fucking highlight reel knockout from oh, Murado. Murado. I was like, Jared Mitchell's gonna get fucking put to sleep. I th- I was yeah for sure. I mean, we know Gerald does not have hands, yeah. and his chin is very suspect. Fucking okay, Hamza knocked him out in like one punch. Hamza's son. Um, but, but I mean, Muradov was was cracking it, man. I mean, maybe maybe he just drank some uh, <laughs> some of that Michael Jordan water some in sploosh. the back. Yes, yeah, some, <laughs> some fucking or something because he he held in there and uh, ultimately got the choke. You know, I was almost gonna put this guy to sleep too. So Bro, um, I was so I was like, holy shit! I was impressed because he was he was on the way to losing that fight for sure. Um, I don't have too much to say about it. Yeah, other than that, I was just impressed with the comeback. It was it was good. Uh, yeah, I was super surprised. Just like for him to be able to submit a guy that's so dangerous like Murata, I was like, whoa! Like that's insane. Like I. I feel like Gerald really, really needed that in his career oh, at sure. this moment too, bro. Yeah, it, like, was, it wasn't looking so good for him. No. Uh, two fight, three fight, losing streak. And so. you get a win against a guy like this, like that's for sure keeping you. That helps you. you a little that bit helps longer. you st- maybe even get another contract. So, mm-hmm. bro, and someone else coming off a knockout. Another one, dude. Another guy that was needed of a win. Yeah, Abdul uh, Razak. Yeah, Abdul Razak uh, Hassan was not looking so good coming off two losses. Uh, one of them getting knocked out, and then the other um, bad by chaos. Oh, he got knocked out twice, didn't he? I think so, dude. Oy. So um, it wasn't looking so good for him. And, um, yeah, I mean, shit. All he needed was 17 seconds of the first round to uh, make sure that he was back in that winning column because, um, oh, he was on a three-fight losing streak. So he oh, lost yeah. two decisions and then got knocked out by Chaos Williams. Yep. So, yeah, it wasn't looking so good for him. This was his last fight probably on his contract. And um, he won by a fucking stunning oh, ass head kick. The fastest head kick. This is how you stay in the oh UFC. Fastest head kick in UFC history. 17 seconds into the first. This was. Can we just hear the kick real this quick? This was savage. I know this shit will. Pl- oh my God. Hold on. Let me actually get the actual sound of it on Lifetime. Because that shit was. Is that sounded? Oh my God. This is it right here. Look, look, look. Is that sounded? Oh my! Heard that thump? That thump was his head right there. Honestly, he literally leaned right into it as the kick came, and then just like put him to sleep too. I was like, at first, I was like, oh, the decision, like the stoppage, was really quick. But at you see DeCurico just there, like super yeah, dazed out. Was, you're like, nah. He was not present at all. He was, bro. His eyes were everywhere. He couldn't even stand stand straight. So yeah. A good stoppage, to say the least. All right, so say let's move on to the next fight really quickly. Wellington Thurman versus Sal Malby. I don't know if the... Uh, did you watch it? Nope. So pretty much the only <laughs> really interesting thing I have to say about this fight is that Wellington Thurman was pretty much winning every round, right? But where he fucked himself up, bro, is that Sal Malby could have questionably, questionably, you know what I mean, won one round. And then from after that, this fool, Thurman poked him in the eyes like three times. And then they take a point, right? They take a point. Literally, as soon as they start the fight again, a couple exchanges, like the, the maybe the first exchange, bro. I really think it was the first exchange because me and Lala were like, did he really poke him in the eye again? And he got another point taken away from him. Two so points in a round. two points? Back to back, bro. But <laughs> thankfully, he didn't poke him again, and he was able to hold on to the win, dude. I was like, oh, oh my that fu- So that's the only reason why it's right here is split decision. That's yes. fucking funny. It was super close. Dude, I was like, dude, you could have fucking lost if you would have lost one round big. You know what I mean? But Justin Jacoby versus Darren Stewart, I will say I was very impressed by Justin Jacoby. He was able to put 
Darren Stewart to he was putting him out. Honestly, he I was had like I had Jacoby winning, um, just because I knew his striking would be better than um, Darren's. Yes, um, and I was right. He had pretty much finished him on the feet. I mean, Facts. Darren Stewart was nowhere near coming back to win that fight. Maybe he was hoping for a, a Hail Mary, but he was just swinging with his eyes, just looking up at the stars. Dude, and his, his takedowns were doing really good, though, in the beginning of the fight. Oh, I mean, the he got pace that takedown was right away. super high when they started. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn, I wonder if they can keep this up, especially guys at 205. I was yes. Like, oh, damn. And uh, sure enough, they sometimes. couldn't keep it up the whole fight because uh, Darren got almost slipped. And, of course, they look all upset when a fight gets stopped, you know, but it's like, dude, you were, you were getting creamed out there you know and um yeah and that was that mm-hmm. but uh all, last thing i want to talk about that fight is uh maybe emmers oh the heel getting hook? his knee blown out i was i was the cra- i was like is- oh shit he looked really good he was like actually um he, i thought he for the most part he looked like he was dominating the beginning of the fight and then he ended up getting into that transition where he ended up like getting his heel taken i mean it's a dangerous game when you're playing footsies you yeah know what i'm saying so um i think he should have worked on getting out of the uh heel hook rather mm-hmm. than fighting for whatever he uh, what he had like a toe he was hold. trying to go on a toe hold yeah yeah come on man this guy has your whole heel he's gonna and he's torquing your your leg oh your knee's gonna go yeah. and sure enough it did and, you know if, uh, i i i hope uh Amherst comes back sooner than later because uh that was pretty that was pretty bad. Yeah, dude. Honestly, uh, that that one was like Pat Sabatini. I will give him credit though, because he's on a win streak right now, and he looks really good, dude, for the division. Like his ability to, I mean, get kind of dominated in the beginning half of the fight, and then for him to come back and get the submission win over Jamal Emmers, I was like, damn. But he didn't even tear anything in his knee or his heel or anything. Oh. Yeah, wow. I guess they did like a, a check on him MRI right afterward, and he was completely fine. I was like, that's crazy, oh, that's good. dude. Yeah, especially. Cause he looked like he was injured. He was like wincing and like in pain after the fight. Yeah, that's that's scary. You never want to play uh, the hill hook game. Yes. All right. So next week we have a really big card. It's gonna be uh, Darren Till versus Derek Brunson. There's gonna be some really cool. Well, Patty the Batty is also debuting on this card too. So I think that's gonna be a fucking banger of a fight that he's gonna have. This is a Let's this, start with this the is a good one. card. Um, where where is uh, oh they're gonna be in a. Uh, Las Vegas. They were supposed to be in the UK, but yeah, this, they ended up doing another shutdown. You know, yeah, UK is a little bit more precautious than the US is. So. <laughs> That's why they have a bunch of so, English fighters. Well, a couple. Uh, Darren Darren Till has his teammate Tom Aspinall fighting uh, at heavyweight. Aspinall is this up and coming, uh, really, really, really good, good prospect yeah. uh, coming up, and he's taking on a tough guy in Sergey uh, Spivak. He's surprising, um, honestly. Sergey always surprises me. This is going to be a, a, a banger, I believe. Somebody, this is not getting out of the, this is not making it to the decision. Uh, no. Somebody's getting submitted. Somebody's getting knocked out. Uh, Aspinall, he pushes the pace. He he pushes this the fucking pace, you know. And this guy's well rounded. He's a good striker. His uh, submission game is there. So I mean, he has nothing but finishes so far in the UFC. Very exciting guy. I'm uh, I'm I'm really rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, but Sergey is is no walk in the park. This guy no. is super heavy handed. His, his grappling is really good. His submission game is is good. So uh, look out for this one for sure. The Comain is going to be a banger. Yeah, the Comain is going to be a really good one, dude. Tom Aspinall, I love his character too. He's a really funny guy. But then on top of that, his skills—he always finds a way to win. Even 
what impresses me that he has his striking is really really crisp very very advanced striking and then on top of that he has a submission game at heavyweight which you don't really see people being super diverse like that which is just like he's that next breed of the next breed of athletes and like up and comers coming up you know that that are well-rounded and know the whole mma game that's what they probably started doing was mma but I think he's gonna be a, that's gonna be a banger of a fight. I, I got Tom Aspinall, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah, go, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go with the boy. But let's go to Derek Brunson, bro. And Darren Till, let's break that down a little bit. Who we do you got, have? Uh, oh yeah, how did we just skip over the main? Bro, you started going into this. I, know, <laughs> I know. I was just kind of. <laughs> I let you go with the flow. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. Um, yeah, okay. So Darren Till, Brunson. Uh, I mean, Brunson's on a win streak. We already know what Brunson's plan is. Swang and bang. If that don't work. Take his ass down and control yes. him. So now Darren Till, can you stop the takedowns? Can you get up after being taken down? Can you be active off your back? You know, there's a lot of questions. Um, right now I'm, I'm leaning towards Brunson. Only because I don't think Till can stop the takedowns. And I don't think he can get back up. And it's kind of hard to win when you're on your back. You know, so that being said. I agree. I agree. I got Derek Brunson by decision. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's going to just lay on him, pray on him, you know, because wh- Darren Till's going to hit him, and he's gonna and, and Derek's going to be like, oh, shit, I don't want to get hit again. So there, he's just going to chase the, 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 single, the single leg, maybe the double, pin him against the fence, just drag him down and just hold him there, you know. Um, maybe some grounding power. I don't see I don't see Brunson finishing Till. No. Um, if there is a finish, I think it's Till finishing Derek. Knocking him out. Uh, yeah, Till needs a win. He needs a bit. Yeah, he needs a win for sure. Especially, well, he always fights ranked contenders, which is like he's good. He's thing. fighting the top guys. He's a huge name. I mean, he was coming up and he was fighting up and comers and was finishing guys. And then he finished Cowboy, and then he got the decision win over Wonder Boy, and that ended up like shooting him up high into the ranks. Yep. So yeah, once he got choked out by Woodley, it was kind of like, oh shit, okay. Then yeah. got slept and by Masvidal. Slept by Masvidal in his home. You know, and it was kind of like, oh. Kind of like a little bit of a setup fight in a way. Kind of got really... a weird decision win against Gastelum. And yep. then it's just been kind of fighting the injury bug um, ever since. Lost to Whitaker. Lost to Whitaker. You know, once again, got, was fighting the injury bug and, and fell Four out. Four fights that and, got canceled. And fell out of fights. Uh, his rematch against Whitaker. He fell out against Hermanson, Vittori, and, uh, and Brunson. You know, so uh, it's Damn. just... This guy can't stay healthy, you know, and that's the worst part, you know, and that's sometimes it sucks. There's great athletes out there and you and they have huge potential and they have the skills and they they have everything going for them. That personality like Darren Till. But it's injuries, man. Injuries get get the best of those guys sometimes, you know. And it's Dude, yeah. Very unfortunate. You always question too, you're like, uh, Darren Till's a young guy, he's out in London, he's always fucking being a clown, like not in a bad way, but I mean he he has his you question if he's going out a lot and fucking around a lot and then not taking care of his body enough to actually, like, get into these fights. So when he gets into fight camp, he gets all these injuries from maybe, like, not taking care of his body and stuff. But you're like, ah, oh, he could be such a... such. He's a high-level fighter, nonetheless, I, he's right? He's a scouser, man. He's fucking tough. Yeah. He's just going to keep on coming. Like he said, at the interview with uh, Hawani, you know, I'll lose 50 times. I'll get injured 50 times. Yeah. Came back, you know, yeah. like ultimately True facts. his goal is to, to go for the, that strap. He's still very young too. Oh, and he has plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, realistically, he only has three losses 
in the UFC. That's nothing. He's 28 years old. 28 years old. He's from the 90s. Come on. You know, yeah. He has time, dude. Yeah, so, um, and he has the skill. You know, it's just, uh, I think it was just a mental thing, you know, especially once he made his way up from 170, you know. He's bigger the, guy. himself to make that way, you yeah, know, now dude. that, you know, he's fighting comfortably at 185. Yes. Um, I'm excited. I want Till to win. Don't get me wrong. But I got Brunson. I honestly aren't, so I'm gonna give you my little breakdown. So Darren Till, I think he's actually gonna be able to pull away with the win. I do think that he has good takedown defense, and his ability to get up before they take him to the ground, you know, and like keep him down is a little bit hard. You know, like the only time he really, in my head, is just like the time he got submitted by uh, Woodley. But the only thing with the Woodley one is that he got rocked with that shot first, and then he was just dazed on the floor. So then from there, I mean, I could see anybody getting finished from that position like that. But I got my boy Darren Till. I think he's going to get that finish maybe in like second round, third round. I would say third round. Brunson's a little durable. But if he could stop the takedown and just stay on the feet with Brunson and kind of stay away from those big, big shots that Brunson likes to throw because he'd be throwing leather now, honestly. And he, he's he been getting a lot better with being more patient and not rushing into situations that would always bite him in the ass in the back in the past you know what i mean so i'm interested to see what happens but i do think Derek brunson could be a good choice because he's on a streak right now he's a really good wrestler he could take someone down that's like a heavy striker so you never know it's always that striker versus grappler match khalil roundtree versus modestus bukowskis that should be a good fight khalil roundtree's kind of lost me as a fan a little bit yeah um I want to say this this fight's not main event heavy, but it kind of is. You know, you got some good guys. You got Charles Dor- uh, Jordan mm-hmm. buried buried. Oh, in that's the prelims. a good one. Julian Arosa, that's a that's a good fight too. You got Jack Shore buried in the prelims. You know, so you got some good fighters. But it's it's, it's really it's really main event heavy and uh, yeah, Molly Co- McCann and Comain. You know, so when, when oh, and then uh, Patty the Batty and Luigi Luigi Vandermini. Patty the Batty is a Cage Warriors champion. That kid that's coming up right now, he's on a sixth streak. Yeah, he's he's making his debut. Um, yep. So that'll be exciting to see. If um, I mean Luigi's not a huge name, no, but it, it'll Funny be name. exciting to see him. Uh, in, I watch on the big stage. I watch interviews of him all the time, and he's fucking getting a lot of actually traction. Like he's been on Ariel's interviews. He's gone on submission radio, and you don't see that too often for like a young fighter to come up and kind of be on those those shows. And so, what really impressed me about him is that. Ariel is even saying, he's like, dude, I haven't really had anybody or any kind of fans be so hyped about a fighter since <laughs> since Connor came to the UFC. It's like, so he's like, your presence in the UK is like very strong. And, and what's really cool is even his walkouts that you could tell people get so fucking he, hyped. He's Scottish, bro. So yeah, yeah. they don't have too many people to lean on. Nah. So that's their guy right yeah, there. Yeah, that's you their know? boy. So, um, And you you know, Europeans, they, they ride with their guys, you know, and yeah, look at Darren Till. The just the the acceptance he he gets when or not acceptance, uh, yeah whatever, the you know when he when he gets welcomed somewhere is just huge you know like um, those European those Europeans just get behind their guys you know they be so. they be going hard honestly and with but, that bro I think it's a wrap right yeah oh, uh, what just about one tonight? nice thing yeah tonight Sunday coming up Paul Woodley in an hour um, or so. it's already gonna probably be happening uh, real quick. This is already probably going to be. <laughs> it probably will already happen. Yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be done by the time this comes out. So, this is our prediction. What do what, you got? Jake Paul. What? Deci- by what? Decision. 
Maybe, maybe like a fifth round. Eight st- rounds? Fifth I'm, round stoppage just because uh, I don't think Tyron can go that many rounds just boxing, you know? So, how about, the, how about the different question? Do you think it's going to be all like a, a ruse and like he's just going to take a dive or nah, like fuck no. some, somehow like it's going to be like set it's, up? It's gotten nah, too dude. big on in, in the media, bro, yeah. that it can't just go down as a yeah. dive. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a fight. What he fucking hates be, him, dog. <laughs> I'm excited to see it just because of the way the weeks turned out. Yeah. At first, I was kind of like, "What the fuck?" They messed with Mama Woodley. Oh, you gotta you know, get them for that. You know what I mean? Everybody loves Mama Woodley. You can't fuck around. So, I'm going. For, I'm going for Woodley, but I think because Jake Paul's taking this serious, and I think he's the more hungrier fighter, and he's been training nothing but boxing. So, I think technically, technical wise, I think. Jake Paul can can win a decision or or just outboxing him to where Tyron just it's like a technical stoppage like you know what? I don't see him knocking him out like he did Askren, but you shit you never know. I honestly don't think that Jake Paul can beat this fool. I really hope. I really think Jake Woodley's gonna up. beat the shit out of him because I don't like if if Jake Paul wins, I'd be amazed. I'd be like, yo, that's that's a big step up and like I'll give my respect. Yeah, it's a perfect step up, especially from Ben Askren to him and all your other opponents. Cause if you really think about it, like when people try to say like he's gonna knock him out, I'm like, all right, but like let's look at who they fought. Like let's go last couple fighters, like the just the skills that they had too. So you go from Jake Paul, he fought Deji, fucking KSI's little brother. And he had a war with him pretty much. Deji was and throwing he, them blows too. And this year he got completely fucked up by some random like TikTok dude or someone in that. After you, that? In this YouTuber versus TikTok boxing event. He De- fought too? Deji got fucked up. Like, Oh yeah, Deji got fucked up by someone else. And then he fought, Um, didn't he fight someone else too actually? the, the uh-huh. Another like YouTuber? Okay, whatever. Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson was... On nobody ever a sacrificial lamb running straight <laughs> into punches not even looking and then like the shot that knocked him out he wasn't even looking like he literally just ducked hard and threw that overhand right and then the fight after that ben Askren, who come on ben Askren <laughs> got outstruck by fucking damian maya what is this bro what are we doing here and then never they- been a striker he's just been a re- at even his wrestling was never a dominant wrestler. The only reason why he did get in wrestling was because he's so weird and so funky. That's literally why they called him Funky Ben Askren. And so then you go on to, like, Tyron Woodley, the last four people he fought. Gilbert Burns, a fucking ace in jiu-jitsu, but really, really good striker. Vincente Luque, one of the, questionably one of the best kickboxers in the UFC. Fucking a killer. really fucking killer. And an ace on the floor, too. Fucking Kobe Covington. Fighting for the belt again. Second fight. Kamaru Usman. Questionably one of the goats at welterweight right now. And then on top of that, he beat Darren Till. I guess that's different because it's MMA and stuff. But, but he's been boxing his whole life, and he's actually someone that's good on his feet. He has multiple knockouts on his record. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I got Woodley. I got my boy. Right I now. hope Woodley wins. <laughs> and I, for the sake of his career... He needs to win. Yeah, bro. He, he's yeah. going to try by to this. clinch him up. Or bro, if he loses, drag, oh my God, you're fight. done. You think and he'll go for like an like early said, knockout or try to drag By the out? time this airs, this is going to be already <laughs> yeah. done and over with. So we'll see how that we'll shit plays out. <laughs> but I, I do think that he'll be able to be strong in the clinch. And if he does it, like, like what do you think Woodley's game plan to success is? Like, Dude, I think even if he keeps range. 
overhand right. <laughs> nah, bro. Honestly, I feel like if he stays chill, waits it out, and like lets him, let's lets the fight play out and see if Jake Paul has anything. Because I mean, Ben Askren literally walked into that punch too. Had no fucking no. Come on, bro. Like Ben Askren, and then Nate Robinson too. Like I don't know. I if I think he if he can. Yeah, see, Nate Robinson was a pretty good. Combo, we have to though. see how good he is. You know what I mean? Because he's not that good. This is gonna be the test for sure yeah because he's a real fighter i'm talking all this shit but i just really want him to fucking get slapped you know uh it's actually coming up pretty soon coming up in like an hour the main card you guys starts. excited for any of the other fights on there tommy, tommy fury, fury is gonna fight there. anthony taylor dude anthony taylor's been talking all the shit he even went to his you know they have the media day workouts i've seen a one-on-one they did but oh that one's you i haven't uh, didn't see anything well he had an open workout tommy fury and he was right there heckling him the whole time <laughs> like talking shit to him but he's just an mma fighter transitioning to boxing and his record in mma is not that good either then a couple uh, losses to what? Seven what's and five. Seven and five? Yeah. MMA, yeah. And he's 0-1 and in boxing. So. And Tommy Fury is a guy that has a couple boxing fights, but is like the little brother of Tyson Fury, but looks completely different than him. Doesn't talk like his dad either. Fucking Tyson Fury and his dad talk. They're essentially the same person. But yeah, Tommy Fury is a fucking, I guess he was a... He's not that gypsy blood. No, nah, he's a, uh, a reality TV star in the UK. Like, like he was on a bunch of shows or something like that. I have no idea. I am way out of the loop of boxing. But I am excited to see Tyron Woodley try to knock out Jake Paul. We'll see how that goes. Let's go, Tyron. Yeah, dude. With that, it's a motherfucking wrap. Honestly, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Peace out. Catch you guys later, honestly. Go Go follow us on all that shit. YouTube, (laughs) subscribe. Do something else. We out, players. listen to it. <laughs> Don't work it now. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep listening. Subscribe and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Support. Yeah, yeah. Definitely appreciate it. All right, brother. Take it easy, my guy. Good one. I'll see you. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Okay, it's time to pass that crown. If I call you my friend and I mean it, I ain't gonna say that word too much. Never was a follow up.